Hello there. My name is Chris Pollard. I am known by the kids of Little Pieces Club Ministries as Mr. Chris. I'm a pediatrician who's been working at an academic institution for a little over 15 years. I'm a Bible nerd, a child of divorce, and soon to be an author. I created Little Pieces Club Ministries around the idea that when our hearts break, God can still make works of art from the broken pieces. I run small groups for children, teens, and I consult with uh, and support parents. I also give lectures and seminars on request. The content centers around the science of adversity, abuse, and neglect, or ACE science, and how biblical design patterns harmonize with it. Along the way, I discovered that Jesus' story, wrapped in the design patterns of the Good Shepherd and the Tree of Life, help us process, grieve, forgive, and reintegrate our souls after trauma. This helps us grow strong in solitude and community, leading us to love God, self, and others, which is what the greatest commandments or greatest blessings are telling us we should do. The podcast is geared to help parents understand their children's point of view and be a good shepherd through hard times. You can follow the ministry on social media in several different areas. Uh, on Instagram, we are at LPC Ministries. On Twitter, we are at Club Pieces. And on TikTok, we are at Little Pieces Club. In the YouTube video of this podcast, you will see QR codes for our Facebook group and our YouTube content. I love getting questions and comments. So now let's get into this week's episode. This week, the topic is choosing to get to know God. We are in part two of our private Christian journey and episode 13 overall of all of the Little Pieces Club uh, videos and small group sessions. Our at-home format for small groups, for those of you um, trying to support small groups, um, starts with a fun and relaxing 15 to 20 minutes. Next time is followed by a snack or basically a meal time. Uh, where we go over prayers in a style that is very much like uh, examine of conscience. And then we go into the video lesson part of the application, uh, following uh, followed by a prayer to close the video and a fun and relaxing activity again for 15 to 20 minutes. So right now we're just looking at a slide uh, as I'm going through the presentation that reminds us to do something fun for 15 to 20 minutes. Hopefully it does not involve a screen, although if you are having um, good fun, good clean fun with someone else, uh, the screen time is okay. And then just remember to set a timer so you come back. A little bit of wisdom about why we set up small groups this way is we are actually trying to demonstrate the concept of Sabbath keeping. And we'll get more and more into that as we go, but it is a time um, to regularly set aside work, and that can mean a variety of different things, to simply rest and delight in the gifts that God has given us. So now we're welcoming people back from their fun time, and you will need journals, prayer template, um, and then um, uh, go ahead and continue with the next um, activity. 
So now we're going into snack and prayer time or journaling, depending upon uh, the age group. Uh, the older kids, I tend to um, tend to encourage them to keep a journal uh, while we have activity sheets for the kids. So what you're looking at on the screen is our prayer template where we look over the, the week and we just ask kids to connect with the time that they have uh, felt uh, joyful and happy. Um, they have had a good amount of fun uh, and then invited them to bring forward their um, negative emotions like disgust, anger, sadness, and fear. And when we go through those, we also want to ask, did God feel close or did he feel far at those particular times? And this is reflective of a very ancient process called examine of conscience. And what it does is it just helps reintegrate our souls. When we get a little far from God, um, we can realize that that's okay, and we just simply invite him to come back. So if those of you are leading a small group session and you um, are doing this, that's the basic idea. And what we always want to do is present ourselves as very warm and welcoming, no matter what kids are feeling at a, a given time. And they may even try to provoke anger out of us. And so we just want to be aware and ready uh, to respond with patience and kindness. We are now moving on to ask me and ask each other, which is uh, our time in small group where the kids uh, can ask any question of the small group leader about growing up in a divorced family. And this is the time uh, that's very valuable in your um, ability to write down things specifically to pray for for each kid and also send me questions that I can then put out in um, future content that uh, helps everyone know um, how to answer uh, questions like that. Um, after asking the small group instructor, uh, we have some starter questions uh, that pertain to the topic of the day. And for this one, it is, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? And this just, again, helps spark discussion and uh, builds that community rapport that we're looking for in the small group. So we next look at a slide that is just reminding us about where we are um, in the uh, series. And that is we are going through the private Christian journey, which is representative of the tree of life with roots below the surface, where we begin to live by feel then we live by choice, and then finally we can choose loyalty to Jesus. So this is a progression of skill sets that we learn. Then in the public Christian journey, um, we pay attention to our trunk and our branches, flowers and fruit, um, which uh, correspond to the fruits of the Spirit. And so in back to the private Christian journey, it's all about the relationship that we have with God and ourself in solitude. And then the um, community journey is the relationship that we have with God and others in community. So these are slow building uh, uh, series uh, with topics that help 
um, develop in each area. So just as a reminder, we're looking at our picture of a uh, very seasoned gentleman, and we're trying to remember the answer to the question about when someone is able to choose. And so we remember that the answer is when they realize that they can. And so that could be at 70 or age 7. But that we have another thing that we are remembering and that is that we also have an elephant. And this represents probably maybe the right brain side of ourselves um, that uh, learned from all of the trauma and adversity uh, that um, happened in childhood and then um, made certain decisions and assessments that we carry with us to today. So in our solitude, we are in essence retraining our elephant. And then we come to uh, what I call time to eat, and that is the elephant assessment test. And this week we're focusing on when it comes to wanting to get to know God on the disintegrated side of the schedule of the spectrum. Uh, frankly, this idea scares me. And then on the integrated side of the spectrum, I love the idea of getting to know God. So wherever you are, it's okay. This is just... Um, uh, meant to benchmark where you're at. So this question gets at the idea that some may be angry with God, some may be scared, and some may not mind the idea. And some think it's kind of stupid. Um, so remember, as um, a parent or a small group leader, the importance is knowing where an individual is and not to overreact, uh, which would cause shame if the answer is, quote, wrong. So a community question that we add in here is, where do people learn about God? So for a, um, for a community discussion, think about uh, a brainstorm. So forget where we're supposed to learn about God and focus on where we actually learn a lot about God. How do we, um, how do we pick up information about him? And then see what people have to say once you sort of, you've turn them away from the answer that they know they're supposed to give. That's the left brain answer. We want to hear the right brain answer. Another community question that we ask, especially the teens, is of the ideas you just spoke about, which are the best? In other words, which give you high quality? Which come with certain problems? And I often consider um, this ministry is powered by the Bible Project and some other contextual resources about reading the Bible. Um, but their mission is to help people experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. And this is my very personal favorite um, place to go because it is so accessible and they have lots of resources and you can dive as deep as you want. So as a parent or small group leader, um, I recommended as a tremendously helpful source uh, for leading a small group, especially that's trauma-focused like this is. And so we are going to be going through um, biblical passages. So what we're looking at right now is a Bible. And on this uh, screen, we're asking, what does each passage say about God's character? So remember, we're trying to 
get people comfortable with the idea of getting to know God. And since the Bible is a God-breathed message that um, uh, from him, it's only fitting that we learn to get to know him. So we will highlight just a few times where God reveals some of his character to us. And of course, he's always revealing his character. And so we're just trying to decode that as we talk more. So the first question to think about is, where did we as humanity first meet God? So here we start to look at Genesis chapter 1. Very first verse, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So essentially what God is revealing about his character is he is the creative force in the universe. And so then... Um, one of the answers to uh, the questions is God created the heavens and the earth and quite simply put, he created everything. In Genesis 2, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat for it, of it, you shall surely die. So here we see that God put us in the garden and um, so that we can work and keep it with God. And then he also gave us rules. And does he let us make choices? Yes, he lets us choose. And that leads us to the next um, aspect of today's lesson. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. While he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. So we can continue to um, uh, think about God's character in this setting. And we see that God controls nature. He can simply take a rib, cover it over with flesh and create another person. So this shows God's mastery over uh, the physical reality that we live in. So remember that question about choice? That's what we're going to get to next. So with now Adam and Eve together, and what we can meditate on is the fact that Adam was given the instruction from God. He gave that instruction to Eve, and then the serpent then tr uh, tried to tempt Eve, and then Adam stood by and let her do what she did by picking the fruit, and then he participated. So what we see in this representation of the fall is that humans, with our choice, messed up really badly. But if we're asking about God's character, God allows us to choose. And so maybe we need to pause, um, if you're in small group, and ask the group, why is it that God allows us to choose if we mess up so badly? So then, um, after God discovered their bad choice, we see the next few slides. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. So again, this is after they had made bad choices. And so God is revealing in his character, even when we make bad choices, he gives us free gifts, even though they are not deserved. 
And then finally, we see in our Genesis passage, Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So we also see that God, as his part of his character, is that of parent. And so that we see the consequences of our choices. So God is revealing in his character, he is a parent of justice. So even though he gives us free gifts after we make bad choices, he still shows us that we have to learn through uh, acknowledging the consequences of our actions. And one of the choices that we can make after we make bad choices is we can turn back and become loyal to God. And that is running uh, thematically throughout the Bible. So now we take a look at Exodus 3. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? So what we see is God making himself personally known to a human being uh, who is uh, to be our next new Adam, which is Moses. So is this another person who can get it right for God? And so with his character, we see a personal God showing up and they, uh, and he continues to do miracles. We see the physical world not behaving as we expect it to when God shows up. So next we see God saying, do not come any closer. God said, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. So another part of God's character that's being revealed here is that we often are scared by seeing him. His light is so bright that it um, frightens us. And we can experience that as people if we know someone does things very um, in the right way all the time. Uh, oftentimes, we feel threatened by this. So God, who is the essence of good and love, when he comes in contact with us who have darkness around us, it scares us. But we also see in his character, God is desperately trying to speak with us and build us um, to, or build us closer to him in relationship. So that's what we need to pay attention to here. So next we see the Lord God said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. So I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out and into a land, into good, a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So here we see an emotionally concerned and connected God who cares deeply about his people and is there to rescue us. So again, much more is being revealed about God's character. And so we just need to meditate on this and determine the answers to um, how we are going to respond to God's character in this way. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. 
And again, we see God is working through humans to be our rescuer, which requires a lot of courage from us as we uh, try to do the things that God has asked us to do. So a suggested home activity to learn more about Moses is to watch the movie, The Prince of Egypt. And I encourage the teens and, and the kids who are journaling to journal about being Moses. How might he have felt being in the desert for 70 years, then meeting God, feeling inadequate, finally bargaining with God on behalf of the people, knowing that he is one of the major prophets, Think through his personal experience of going through all of this. Was he confident all of the time? Was he um, not confident? Was he scared? Even though God had spoken with him and he knew he was with him, what did that say about what was going on in Moses' heart? So next we're going to fast forward to John chapter 13. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So in our character study, we are seeing Jesus through we are seeing God's character through Jesus, where he is now washing the feet of the disciples. So not only is he a priest and a rescuer, he is a servant leader for us. And this is exactly another important part of God's character that is being revealed here. So we now pose another community question. How do the claims by the Bible about God's character fit into your experience with God? Do you agree, disagree? How does this make you feel, upset or comforted? And so remember back to where do we learn from, about God? Do we learn about God simply from the Bible? Or do we learn about God from those people around us? And it could be that we have been experienced or been connected to someone who really is um, afraid of God or angry at God, and we can internalize those feelings. And so now that we're looking at this character study about God, you may be noticing some differences in the way that character presents compared to um, what you've experienced uh, through others. And so um, we just let people sit in that for a little while. And then they can decide how they are going to move forward with their own um, souls, hearts, minds, and otherwise. And as we're looking at this um, possible difference between how we feel and how other people feel, the question is, what does this do to our own motivation to choose to get to know God more? So we could say, hey, I'm not going any deeper towards that, or I really want to know God a lot more. So everybody's got to make their own decision about how they're going to do it. So this is going to lead us now into um, Lectio Divina. So this is our Lectio time, where we spend time reading a verse four times 
meditating on the exact message that God would like us to hear this week. You can do this on your own, which I highly recommend, um, but I will do it on the video um, so that you understand um, how to go about uh, doing it with either on your own, with your children, or with a small group. So this is Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. So we then uh, think about one particular word or phrase that stands out to us, or the concept um, that God is trying to um, illuminate. And so um, what we're going to focus on is God saying there will be light and light happening. So God as the um, master of our physical reality. So we're going to reflect on a, the second version through uh, this concept in the scripture. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. So now we're going to respond to this idea that God is master of the physical reality. And what does that do for us? And what that calls to mind for me is that I can trust God even with physical realities and know that if he needs to, he can intervene. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. And then we can rest. And in the concept that I'm talking about today, I am going to rest in the fact that God can act in the physical reality if he needs to. And that helps me feel a deeper trust for him. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. As I do every week, I will end in prayer and thanks. Thanks to you for being part of the ministry work, um, however it is, whether it's just in the life of your own child or children, or a small group instructor uh, trying to bring uh, Little Pieces Club to the children in your area. Um, I pray for you and I thank you for being with us. Dear Heavenly Father, whom we can call Yahweh, we are grateful for all of your love and free gifts. We know also free gifts come in the form of consequences and challenges. While tough, we know they help us grow. We see that a big part of your character is helping us grow into people who reflect your face and the divinity within them to others. We thank you for giving us the ability to choose <clears throat> and look forward to getting to know more and more about your character as we discover it in the Bible. Help us not be paralyzed with fear of your greatness or our own bitterness. We know learning your nature will take time, perhaps our whole lives, but we love you and look forward to walking with you on our journey. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a great week and we hope to see you back soon.